I'm Carrie. And I'm Christina. We are two registered social workers living in British Columbia, Canada. We work with people who have experienced trauma, people who are currently living in trauma, and we have also experienced trauma ourselves. There's been a stigma around trauma, and we would like to bring it into the open and make it not so secret. We will be coming to you weekly to share our thoughts and opinions on how trauma impacts every area of our lives. Join us in exploring not-so-secret trauma. Hi everybody, welcome back. This week we will be talking about masks. And if you're wondering what that means, stay tuned and please hit subscribe. Yes, that would be amazing. Um, so we had, we had another topic planned for today, but, um, we were having a conversation a couple weeks ago. Actually, no, it was last week. I got some feedback from my husband, which I so appreciate that he, you know, takes the time to listen and that he gives me feedback. Um, and so one of his observations this time was that, he feels like I sound more confident and sure of myself on the podcast, which I kind of laughed at him because I don't feel that way, except for that I'm sitting with you and we're having a conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I messaged you, like I texted you and I told you the story. And then I, it kind of hit me like, does that mean that I'm not being authentic even with my own husband? Like, do I wear masks around him? And then who else do I wear a mask around? And so that kind of was what spurred on this topic, I feel like. I agree. I think that there are lots of masks. You might be wearing a mask with me, even though you you're you seem authentic on this podcast and you wear a different mask with somebody else. Or maybe there's somewhere you're not wearing a mask at all. I mean, I feel like it's with you, to be honest. That your mask is off? Yeah. yeah. You and I have one other friend that I just like feel like I'm totally myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you? Um, I've always felt like I have had some kind of mask, and mm-hmm. whether it's metaphorically or a pair of sunglasses, yeah. hair in my face chewing on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny that you say that. I remember... So when I left my first marriage and discovered that it had been an abusive relationship, um, I became very aware of the fact that when I walked into anywhere, a grocery store, a coffee shop, anything, I walked in with my head down as if I didn't want anybody to see me or as if I wasn't good enough to be in that place. Um, and so I very quickly became mindful and did my very best to change it. And so I would make sure my head was up as I walked in the door, but there's times now even that I catch myself walking into somewhere with my head down and feeling that like shame, really. What makes you put your head up? What do you do or what do you think? What do I think? Yeah. I think I am enough. Ooh, good. <laughs> which that the other person that I talked about that I am, I feel like I'm authentic with, gave me that as a gift a couple of years ago. It's a picture frame 
with a piece of paper in it that just says I am enough period yeah I remember that it it was very written very small you had to mm -hmm. go up to it to see and it was I, I didn't get it at first yeah and then I've given it as gifts now because of her yeah <laughs> giving it, it to you I know I was thinking about it today because I had a new desk delivered and so I had put everything away and I realized that today that it's not there and so I'm gonna find it and put it back because I think that would be super helpful initially when you realized you were doing it what made you lift up your head or what made you notice that your head was down I think just so I got involved in a support group through some things that had happened surrounding the end of the marriage and um, just listening to them talk about what the signs were of an abusive relationship and I remember sitting in that group and thinking I do not want to sit here feeling like a victim like I made the decision to leave and I don't want to keep reliving this over and over and over again or behaving that way and so I I think it was just something deep inside me that didn't want to be a victim mm -hmm. and so I was making very conscious efforts to not do it regardless of whether or not I actually felt it mm -hmm. yeah amazing I love that there's groups out there where you can meet people like that like mm -hmm. I found them to be quite effective for me as well um probably the best one was like an arty type group oh but okay. we all talked about like mothering and parenting mm. and super helped me with like realizing I had anxiety through we were talking about the kids and what was going on with them and then all of a sudden like I think I have that wow yeah and that was just through like a scrapbooking or whatever oh group, my goodness group that I created that's amazing and that like that's why it's so important to talk to people yeah. and why we do this so that yeah. Somebody out there is going to hear this and be like, oh, my goodness, yeah. well, I, I felt, am not alone. Exactly. I felt like I took that shame mask off because yeah. once we started talking about that, it got easier to deal with it. Yeah. Um, and I saw how many people, like in my group, every single person had a kid themselves or their parent or their brother, sister, spouse that had it. So I started just telling everybody about it. And mm -hmm. then all of a sudden we were talking about anxiety. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Which is good because I couldn't even put a name to it back 20 years ago I guess now mm -hmm. yeah when well, I think the same thing with the, the group that I was involved in like now there's more awareness towards domestic violence and abusive relationships than there was 15 years ago yeah. um, and so to learn about the seven forms of abuse which is what it was then I think it's more now um, and going through it and being like oh my goodness mm -hmm. it was like kind of shocking mm -hmm. yeah that's good yeah I know when we're like feeling all these feelings and we're like putting masks on taking them off trading um I saw this I don't even know what it was from because I cut it out and they I think it was from you actually we just talked about that mm. but there's some in interesting information about what you're feeling and what it could mean so I just wanted to bring that up yeah um so I think this was on your wall right it was, yeah, it was posted on my window before I moved offices. Yes. Yeah, it was really good. So I've actually got it in my planner, and it says, if you're lonely, you might need connection. 
um, if you have shame, it might be telling you that you need self-compassion. Um, if you are holding resentment, you might be saying that you need to forgive somebody, which we talked about a few weeks ago. Um, if you're feeling emptiness, it might be telling you that you need to do something creative, Ooh, which I like that, that one. Yeah. Um, if you're angry, it could be telling you that you need to check in with your boundaries. Mm, very nice. <laughs> and if you have anxiety, it might be telling you that you need to be brave, mm. which is really cool, actually. We talked about, you know, upside down helpers a couple of episodes ago. And um, yeah, when somebody's like, you know, trying to push you back, be brave. Mm -hmm. That is anxiety provoking when somebody tries to derail you. So be brave. Yeah. Talk to people, like you say. Yeah. And I know I reference Brene lots, but like <laughs> she has the book yes. Braving the Wilderness. Um, <clears throat> and so when I was thinking about this, um, when I was, I was sitting at home yesterday and thinking about this, I was like, wait a second. I have been like passively reading, rereading The Gifts of Imperfection. And I was thinking about mask wearing. And so I went to that book to see if I could find anything that fit or connected. And the so there's guideposts in that book um, on like how to move towards wholehearted living. Um, and... The first guidepost is about authenticity. And I was like, oh my goodness. Like we talk about being authentic and being vulnerable. And that's like we're wearing masks. Mm -hmm. Because we're, I don't know, we're perfectionists or we are people pleasers. Mm -hmm. Like those are all things. Or, and like mm -hmm. the shame, like we've just said yeah yeah wow that's really good so I see that you have that posted on your wall did you get that from Brene yes yeah, so I went on to her website today okay. um mm -hmm. and yeah 10 guy posts for wholehearted living yeah it's pretty cool and then I also put printed out um and these are all there available on the website I'll put that link in um the wholehearted parenting manifesto mm -hmm. I read it and I was like oh my goodness this is so cool one I'll just read you one of the things I want to engage with the world I want to engage you with the world oh my goodness I want you to engage with the world from a place of worthiness you will learn that you are worthy of love belonging and joy every time you see me practice self-compassion and embrace my own imperfections mm. And I can just, like, so I sent it to my daughter-in-law because, you know, we want Sebastian to have such a different life and such a different experience. Not that either one of us had horrible experiences, but just that, um, you know, our parents' generation um, didn't know lots about loving themselves or, like, self-care and Steph's generation also like learn differently from their well that's my we are that generation's parents mm -hmm. <laughs> so mm -hmm. we learned from our parents we know this 
Um, and so to be able to have something like this posted on the wall in the kitchen to remind us that this is how we want Sebastian to grow up surrounded by these things like watching me embrace my imperfections mm -hmm. super uncomfortable however super important yes agreed it's good for others around you to see what you're doing too mm -hmm. and that's how you make change it's not trying to make somebody change but changing yourself and people being curious yeah 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 and just like leaving the door open for those conversations mm -hmm. mm. yeah i had um an interesting weekend with my mask I've been wearing a mask of Eeyore and feeling oh. sorry for myself and I didn't realize it until I went away for a night to, and thought about the impact I was having on everybody around me just oh boy whatever nobody likes me that kind of stuff right and early on in counseling I had used Eeyore as my visual aid not to do that yeah we talked about that yes. in an earlier episode yes mm -hmm. so here I am thinking about Eeyore all weekend and going how can I how can I switch? <laughs> how can I switch myself? Yeah. Yeah. So I did. I came back with a completely different attitude. That's amazing. And I don't know how I did it, but I thought about your. Yeah. Lot. So took off my ER mask. Wow. And I feel much better. I didn't choose to be happy. I strategized <clears throat> what I wanted to do next. Right. To make to make myself better because I was the one making myself miserable mm. and anybody around me that would listen to me I was so afraid I would lose them because all I did was complain for a long time well and I'm sure that's not true but you know my mask clouded my vision <laughs> yeah yeah and I mean you and I talk a lot and there was things that you complained about but it wasn't like oh my lord Christina would you just <laughs> shut up or <laughs> it was like I mean, when I'm in that position, like the listening position, I just always feel so honored that you trust me enough to share those things with me um, because it's like life stuff. Yeah. And that's a big deal. Yeah. Well, it's not like, you know, I don't know. It It is like things that matter. Yeah. That I was upset about. Yeah. 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 And it was important enough to really think about it. So yeah. I was glad I had the opportunity to do that. Mm -hmm. yeah. So when you, like before the ER stuff, how, what was your reminder again? Before the ER stuff? No, like earlier when you were in counseling and you, what did you do with ER? Oh, I just had him as a visual aid. So I bought a couple stuffies and put one in my car and one on my desk. Oh, okay. So when I started getting a bit like for me, mm -hmm. I would look at the ER and remember that it, I actually don't have it that bad and I can how can I solve whatever it was that I was right. upset about yeah. yeah do you think that's something you should do again absolutely yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah it worked really well yeah. visual aids always help me I know everybody's got different things that help them but for mm -hmm. me it's like a metaphor or a visual aid yeah, yeah. like just as like a reminder yeah how about you have you thought about that or do you know like visual aids and stuff yeah what's a reminder to pull you out of whatever it is you're going through oh I that's a good question yeah um I know like I can feel when I'm in a bad spot emotionally and I can feel like so Friday when I left here work and went home I just felt off like I just felt prickly and 
I got home. Chris was already home from work. Um, Steph was home just after me and then Zach was home just after me. So it was kind of cool that we were all there at the same time. Um, but I said to Steph, like, I just feel off. Like I want to crawl out of my skin. Um, and so I think for me, a lot of it is just acknowledging that it's happening, but sometimes it takes me a minute to get to that place where I can identify, even identify that I'm feeling off. Yeah. Well, well, I'm really proud of you. That's good that you can do that. I usually can't. I'm usually in a funk for a little bit. I mean, I can be too. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a normal thing though. That's okay. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we have masks because we're unwell and we need to, we feel like we need to, you know, somehow hide it so we can, whatever, hide our pain or not show Mm -hmm. vulnerability and that's not okay. Yeah. So like masks are almost like self-preservation. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, there's a good song about it by, um, uh, called Cooler Than Me. Do you remember that Mm, one? No. I'll have to look it up, but I think, oh, Mike Posner sings it, I believe. Okay. And he talks about hiding behind your sunglasses, actually. And I've always thought that was me. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can't really tell what somebody's thinking if their expressions are in their eyes. Right. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So then I wonder, um, like in terms of being vulnerable, if, yeah, like, do we need to have a set number of people that we just commit to not wearing a mask around? Yeah. You know, it starts with one or two, and then pretty soon it's your friend group, and then it's people that you work with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you just get more comfortable, right? Yeah. And I think you've done that already because you've said several times how much more comfortable you are with things as we go along, even on the 15th podcast here. Yeah. Yeah. How much easier it is to self-disclose. Yeah. But like I, again, we had like a little text chat this morning that I had realized that, so today's the day that the episode um, about upside down helpers came out and I, when I was editing it on the weekend, um, and reheard myself telling the story about the person that told me that I should be embarrassed about my weight, it kind of hit me a little bit funny. Um, and then this morning, I kind of realized that I've been I've been having a really hard time the last couple of weeks, like since we recorded that however many weeks ago, and that I feel like I have been struggling with emotional eating, um, and I think that that's why. Like ha- having made that disclosure, um, and now it's like out there and people are hearing it and so times like this I try to remind myself to be thankful that we have this platform that we can share these things on because somebody out there will hear it or hopefully will hear it and it will connect with them and they'll know they're not alone.
That's why we're here. Yeah. And hopefully, if you're out there and you hear it, like, reach out to us. Um, yeah. We're here for support if it's needed. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that we, some of the stuff that we talk about or, like, the disclosures we make are pretty heavy. Yeah. So as we're sitting here talking, I just was, like, looking around the room. <laughs> And my eye caught a section on that guidepost for wholehearted living um, thing that I printed out. So one side of it is letting go of, the other side is cultivating. And under the letting go of, the one that stuck out to me was, so letting go of exhaustion as a status symbol and productivity as self-worth. And I know that I have used the word exhausted more times in the last month than I think I have in the last year. Um, And I, it's not that it's not true, but it's, I don't know. It, now I feel annoyed by it. (laughs) (laughs) What would you match it up with on the other side then? I think it matches up with play and rest. And I was going to say calm and stillness. Mm-hmm. Interesting, hey? Or meaningful work instead of productivity. Yeah. So. And I productivity like- too, right? Like, I know, I mean, I'm sure every job has that draw towards productivity. And that is kind of your worth as an employee. Mm. Yeah. Um. I feel like the way that you conduct your work is really interesting. I don't know if we've talked about this on here before, but instead of looking at the 17 things you need to do, you focus on your top four or five because that's realistic. Right. So you're doing meaningful work, but you're also being really productive. So what is one way that you could take a mask off? Have you thought about this? I mean, since we had that conversation about my wondering if I'm authentic with my husband (laughs) it's like all I've thought about like how do I even go about that because if it's anybody that I should be able to be maskless with it would be the man I married maybe I think we all have insecurities though so Mm, that's a good point yeah I don't know or I don't know, like, enough about Chris to say, but he might have his own stuff, and you might feel like you have to be careful with certain things, Mm. so maybe you're not quite peeling off the mask. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Yeah, with every relationship, it's different, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. How about you? Do you know how, like, what would be your first step? I think the best way to do it for me is to start telling people what I actually think and feel and slowly <laughs> and it's yeah. hard but I feel like I've got the best relationships with the people that I've actually said okay here is me yeah this is what I actually think and sometimes I have to say I have to think about that and let you know mm-hmm. um, but I will come back and say this is I've thought about it and this is what's happening what I'm thinking why I did this or yeah. said this so it helps to talk yeah I've never been like that this is a new like last five years I'd say Okay. And it's helping. My relationships are different. Oh, yeah. interesting. How does it feel? It feels 
good. It yeah. feels good. It's helping me be more decisive too, because mm. I know how I'm feeling about things and I'm saying it out loud. Yeah. Um, saying it out loud really helps. Yeah. I think that's one thing that I am noticing as well. Like if you can identify whatever the thing is, then it's like easier to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I was listening to a podcast with um, Jay Shetty and Lewis Howell. Um, I guess it was like March 2023, if you're interested in listening to it. But they talked about what your invisible asset or superpower is. And I think we've talked about that before. And it's really interesting to know what you're what you're good at. So what's your superpower? Listening. Yeah. Yeah. That's always mine too. And good I mean, listener. we know if you're going to talk to me in superhero terms, I'm there. <laughs> I am there for it. <laughs> um, yeah, listening. Um, and I think I am realizing lately that um mentoring is a strength very similar for me i like developing others yeah yeah so very similar well it's the same thing i guess Mm -hmm. like i think because of the experiences that i've had in my career development or whatever i really take to heart the how other people experience their beginning days Mm-hmm. I, um, in the in the profession or in this job, um, and I want I want people to feel comfortable, and I want them to be able to develop their own style, and but still, you know, fall within policy and guidelines. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's important to be able to do your job again authentically. Um, and be able to have that that development window or arena at the beginning and yeah. the support. Yeah. And so I feel like that's that's something that I'm good at. Yeah, is creating are. that yeah. space. When thinking about this, I actually wrote down both of us want to bring joy and curiosity and we want to be thought leaders. So it wasn't yeah. quite cool. Like it was that. good, but it wasn't quite what we were both good at. <laughs> but it was good. Yeah. Um, so here's a question for you then. Where are you most powerless? Confidence. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because we just, yeah, I feel like mentoring is one of my strengths, but confidence is not, which feels like it is not congruent. Yeah. Yeah. So then if we know what where we feel the most powerless, do you know what your fear list is? That somebody will discover that I really am stupid. Mm. That would be my top one. How about you? Failure. Very yeah. similar again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that a lot, like if I think about a lot of the things that I worry about, it's it all kind of ties into failure, like fear of letting my family down, those types of things. Yeah. And I think that like the umbrella term would be failure. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, I think I wrote for me that standing in a room full of peers is difficult. So um, 
even just telling, I think we talked about this before, telling people that we have a podcast, they don't tell everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so how can we make this a superpower for us then? The podcast? Ooh. Hearing oh, our I mean, own voices. Yeah. Realizing our reach helps. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, um, this, this is such a cool thing to be able to do. Um, and to know that people are listening, like we get feedback from people and we have conversations. So I do kind of feel a little bit like this is a superpower to be able to openly have these conversations and have people kind of eavesdrop really mm-hmm. with permission <laughs> um yeah i think that to be able to open open these doors for people to you know identify things within themselves or to feel like they're not alone that's huge yeah so of course you guys can reach out to us we would love it um, and if you aren't comfortable with that or you don't know us personally, you can send us a message or think about it. Like mm-hmm. who could be your mentor or somebody that could ask these questions to you or hold you accountable, talk to you, help you take action over your fear, um, like become the Batman of your fear. Yes. And um, I don't know if I had mentioned this previously. We do have an Instagram page now. So like you can hop on there and send us a a message like a dm yeah. yeah um on top of like all the other ways to contact us mm-hmm. yeah um in the same podcast um with lewis howe he said he didn't like fake it till you make it or feel mm-hmm. it and we've said that before mm-hmm. he said something interesting and he said face it until you embrace it or embody it not think it till you make it mm-hmm. so i thought that was really good have you heard that no but like now that you're saying that, it kind of reminds me about what I said earlier about um, embracing my own imperfections. Mm, That's yeah. like kind of, yeah. so I don't have to fake it until I make it mm-hmm. because um, the fact is that I am an imperfect human being. Yeah. And that needs to, like, I need to accept that about myself. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Can you? I'm trying. Okay. So hard. I see the mask kind of peeling off in their corner there. Yeah. (laughs) I never saw it before because apparently you don't want a mask with me. (laughs) Yeah. Um, He also said the people who do well through the test of time are the ones that have a mission and a goal and they're having to work towards something all the time. Mm. So I think that's a neat thing to say. I've thought that too. And that's part of like doing the, um, registration for social Mm -hmm. work is the constant learning and growing and Mm -hmm. yeah yeah because we're required to do however many hours a year of learning yeah like career related learning and I think also if we're talking about goals and like forward motion um a few like years ago when I was uh involved with that church group that I had talked about again a few weeks ago Um, there was a book that we talked about frequently called A Purpose Driven Life and living intentionally. Mm -hmm. And that's something that always stuck with me. Like, what is the reason 
I'm here. Like, mm-hmm. what am I here for? Mm-hmm. What do I want people to take from an experience with me? I love talking about intention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I've shared before I do a word of the year and a couple mm-hmm. of my friends do the same thing. And yeah, that's been really helpful. Yeah. And then even breaking it into smaller pieces through the year. But I feel like mm-hmm. I've already done a lot and it's like June. Right. So. And it's springboard, right? Springboard. Yeah. So podcast is one. So that's yeah. been great. We didn't just talk about it. We actually made it happen. Mm-hmm. And by we, I mean you because <laughs> you're no. techie. Okay, I'm the techie one, but you, like, jumped on scheduling. Like, you, we scheduled all the way until the middle of August in January. (laughs) That's because I have anxiety around time management. Yeah. That helped, see, it's helpful. Yeah. My, I've made my weakness into a superpower, I guess. Yes. If we want to say it that way. But had you not, like, had you not done that, do you honestly think that we would be here right now? Maybe not. It gets tough to come in and uh, without doing research or thinking about it ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Now we're not researching as much. We're yeah. um, doing things a little differently, which is good too. But yeah. yeah, it got us used to being on the air or however you yeah. say. Yeah. But I think, you know, researching and stuff, we're constantly reading things or learning things that are super relevant to... Yeah these conversations and I mean it's we're lucky to have that part of our career Mm -hmm. to give us like some knowledge backing or some research backing Mm -hmm. to not just make things up yeah yeah Yeah. I was thinking about the mask wearing um as we're talking about it and how you don't feel like you wear a mask with me and I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of, as we were talking, wondering why, why us? And I thought about how we haven't been friends super long, like mm-hmm. five years. Yeah. Um, but we slowly disclosed and it was safe and disclosed more and it was safe. Mm-hmm. So I think what we said earlier was true in our case for sure. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. As long as it's a safe, if, if I hadn't have, reacted a certain way and not very supportive are you it wouldn't we wouldn't be where we're at yeah you just are more careful with what you say and you keep the mask on or you put a different mask on or mm-hmm. maybe the thickness of mask changes yeah yeah um just as you were talking I had this thought do you in your mind is there like a specific moment that kind of turned the corner for our friendship yes you Yes. <laughs> is it around eating? Yes. yes. <laughs> but <laughs> who wants to go first? You can go ahead. <laughs> um, so it was a night that we had worked late, late. Yes. <laughs> and we had dropped the client off somewhere. And then we went and picked up McDonald's and came back to the office and ate and made like did our case notes. Yeah. And it like that was not that was the day, like but I feel like that having that experience together really like deepened our relationship. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I remember talking about the eating stuff while we were Yeah. it It was slow. It wasn't like this is the way I feel about eating. It was, well, this is here's my thought. Um, about the way I want to eat or yeah. what I eat. 
And that's a real vulnerable spot for me as well. So mm-hmm. I don't like talking about it or eating in front of people. Yeah, me too. It's very difficult. I mean, we've talked about that. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that was good to have no shame around that. Mm-hmm. Like, me too. <laughs> One, I think even the fact that we got McDonald's. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's pretty huge. Yeah. We needed a grease fix that night. We sure did. That was a rough day. <laughs> yeah, it was. I still think about that day. <laughs> so I think what we're saying to you all is talk to people, disclose little yeah. bits at a time if you feel comfortable, mm-hmm. and it does help with a friendship. So if you're if you've got a surfacey friendship, you're probably not dis- disclosing as much, and you're not going to mm-hmm. get as close, and you are going to keep a mask on to some extent. Yeah, and it's like there's a lot about safety there too, right? Mm-hmm especially if it's connected to you know trauma in your past and you've had your trust violated um take it small step by small step like say one small thing and if they give you the response that makes you like doesn't make you uncomfortable and makes you feel safer in that space then you know that you can move another step and another step and another step until you have a Christina like I do. And I have a Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> and that being said, um, I always feel bad when we're talking about how wonderful each other are. We both have other friends that are Absolutely. wonderful so too. Absolutely. So wonderful. Yes. <laughs> we're very, very lucky. I think the two of us, we found mm-hmm. a really great group of people. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been a journey. That's for sure. And I hate that word, but yeah. But it's... I think it's a relevant word. Like I think that well, and you, I just listened to us talking about journey, journey maps. maps. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was in Upside Down Helpers, yes. right? Yeah. Because I laughed about the Upside Down Stick Man. <laughs> With the happy face. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think that I think journey is a good word, though. Yeah. I use it more and more, and I always say I hate this word, but I use it all the time. Yeah. Because that's the best word for the circumstance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think part of it for me, I, I tend to cringe at those like buzzwords or yes. those <laughs> catchphrases like thought leader. <laughs> I've never heard that before. Oh, I quite liked that one. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe now it will annoy me. <laughs> um, but there was like a few years ago, a bunch of people in my life were saying, and how's that working for you? Oh, <laughs> I was like, I refuse to say that. I am never going to say that. <laughs> and then Chris and I started dating and he did something. And I was like, oh, my Lord, I have to say it. <laughs> and I said it. And the way he looked at me was just like I had like shoved him in the shoulder. He's like, not very well. I'm like, oh, it is effective. <laughs> so, I mean, there's a reason that things like this get said. But yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, maybe that might be a good catchphrase for, like, if we're wearing a mask. How's that mask working for you? Oh, that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm still looking to use the phrase that you love so much. <laughs> Has anybody used it yet? <laughs> you remember that that's phrase? That's a weird thing to say out loud. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I'm dying to hear if anybody's used it yet. Mm-hmm. Oh, and when I did the references for Upside Down Helper, I did put the that boundary coach in the description. So you can go to her website. Her name is Cami Orange. Um, 
and yeah, she has so many boundary phrases and they just make my heart so happy (laughs) because I just can feel like how safe that would feel to be able to say to somebody Mm -hmm. like, dude, you crossed that boundary. Yeah. But to say it in a way that is really like impactful. So would you say the main theme to this one about taking your mask off slowly or removing your mask would be safety? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think so. So make sure you're being safe to others. Mm-hmm. and yeah yeah um model that you know model that behavior so if you're a safe person for somebody maybe they will be a safe person to somebody else or to you yeah 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 because you can't change others you can change your own behavior and exactly. hopefully it models for others yeah and like we talk about creating space and stuff um if you're wanting to deepen your relationship then that's like that's what we need to do we need to create that space for people to feel safe to be themselves and to feel like they won't be judged or ridiculed or shamed. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So I think we have kind of ex- exhausted <laughs> the topic for today. That was totally unintentional. Um, yeah. We really appreciate you guys taking the time to spend with us. Um multiple times we've said reach out to us if you have anything that you want to share um i will include the list of places that you can go for help if you need um take care of yourselves drink water be kind be safe love yourself love yourself and we will look forward to you joining us again Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you've enjoyed this week's discussion. If you have any feedback, please email us at notsosecrettraumapodcast at gmail.com. We look forward to seeing you again. Mm-hmm.